0: Welcome to LJRE Podcast, podcasting with the real estate experts. Welcome to our podcast, and today my guest is Mr. Brooks Humphrey. Hey, Brooks. How's it going, Luke? Good, thank you. Brooks is a an agent who works in my team. He's joined me since the beginning of the year, and uh, I figured it'd be fun for those folk out there to hear how he got into real estate and what it's been like for him starting out at his first brokerage and some of the experiences he's had. So um, without further ado, Brooks, tell me, when did you get licensed? So I
1: became licensed within the last 6 months. I went to Loyola Marymount University in West LA and then I wanted to stay on the West side and I ended up getting into real estate shortly after my graduation.
0: Nice. So um I imagine you had to take all those classes and then, you know, study and how long did it take you You know, from start to finish, from the moment you decided to the moment you got that license. How long was that, roughly? I'd say about three to four months of classes.
1: And yes, I took a little crash course to kind of prep me for the actual exam. And I was able to pass the exam on my first attempt um but yeah i think the whole process took about three or four
0: months okay that's great that's that's very fast boy it took me a took me a little bit longer but uh, (laughs) that's for another podcast but but anyway so um so when you take these classes i know that you have to kind of select um two or three different courses to kind of specialize in so which ones did you specialize in
1: yeah so i chose the um legal aspects and what was the other one
0: Mortgages or lending, or it um,
1: wasn't the lending. I should have done the lending okay. because there's a lot of information on loans that right. I w- wish I was a little bit more savvy on. Um, but I definitely did the legal aspects, and then gosh, the other one's escaping me right now. I don't now. remember right now, but well, it's all yeah, all the information that you get it's kind of divvied up into you know, the I think there's three or four different subjects that you can kind of specialize in on the test, and then they're all intermixed throughout the actual exam. So in total, you really just want to be abreast on all of the information that you can in real estate. So I try to vary everything, kind of look at each topic. I didn't really spend too much time on one in particular. But I do remember a lot of the stuff with the legalities and the laws really kind of catching my attention because I didn't want to be getting in any trouble sure. coming
0: in as a new agent. No question. I mean, and, and then the other thing is is that, is that typically you do like an online test, right? And then if you pass that test, then you go to do the final exam. Which is in like a controlled environment, and it's like a three hours at three hour exam. Or Correct. Yes, it's about yeah, three hours. I think it's
1: 150 questions. Yes, there. Leave your cell phones at the door, and um, they have all their their fun rules. But right. um, it, it wasn't too terrible. Once I took the crash course, that kind of prepped me for it. I actually took it at Keller Williams Marina okay. Del Rey. Oh, okay. And um, it was great. It prepped me for everything that I needed to know, and it kind of gets you used to the verbiage and the language that's going to be on the test. Because in my opinion. That's the most difficult part is just getting that real estate verbiage down. most of the concepts they're digestible, but it's just being able to understand the terms and get comfortable using right. them
0: right and i think I think what what the test does is it teaches. Younger agents, the discipline of studying and and you know understanding, like you said, that the, the verbiage and but then as we all know, you know, being a real estate professional now for over ten years, is that is that the reality is is that you really start learning once you're in the in the trenches, right? So uh, so anyway, you mentioned there that you took your um like your test run, as it were, at the office. So how did you come to discover Keller Williams Silicon Beach? So Keller Williams
1: was advertised to me, and as I did my research of all the Los Angeles agencies, Keller Williams really came across as marketing towards helping new agents and really getting you on your feet, and they offer a tremendous amount of free courses and um, one-on-one lessons with professionals that I wasn't seeing offered by any other agency. So for me coming in as um, you know a complete clean slate, I really wanted to get filled with information that was Geared towards building my business from the ground up because that's where I was going to be starting was basically at step one, and right. Keller Williams really, mm-hmm. they they're just geared towards helping new agents get off that you know onto that first step, which is I think the most crucial point in, in you know in your real estate career is getting in the right direction. Absolutely, one hundred
0: percent, and 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 that's where I started as well. Um, you know, again over over ten years ago. Now I got my. Got my license um, with Keller Williams and was based out of the Hollywood Hills office. And, and again, it was the same. They've been very consistent with, with their sort of how they present themselves to so the market. Is that they're a great place to kind of launch your real estate career because they have really good resources, really good um, classes that you can take. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I actually went and worked for a couple of other brokers in between. But now I've come back full circle. And for me, what's kind of fun being back in the office now as a top producing agent who... You know, gets to you know take that thirty thousand foot view if you like of, of the of the business. Now is that I see a lot of young guys come through like yourself who who you know are just getting started, and I can see where there's real value in um in you know being in an office where there's classes and resources and stuff like that. So do you do you take classes on a regular basis, or or what's your do you have a rhythm in terms of or routine in terms of you know staying on top of learning, and what do you do to to keep your mind uh, mind fresh and active in the real estate world.
1: Yes, absolutely. So we have weekly classes that are tremendous. So everything from filling out paperwork to um, even just scripting classes. A man by the name of James Suarez, every Monday morning, 8.30 a.m., he teaches this great scripting class and it's awesome. It just gets you really pumped up, gets you really fired up. He does these fun affirmations. He has the whole class on their feet. Um, I think it's just a really great way to get my week started and kind of get your mind in that mindset of, I'm going to succeed. Nothing can stop me because you really have to be kind of relentless in this industry. And so being on top of the class schedule, it's ever-changing. We're always offering new stuff at the office, so it keeps things interesting, keeps things dicey, and um, I've been learning a lot. Every yeah, of the and, way.
0: And, and I can't agree with you more. It's very important to always be learning. I've actually gone to a couple of those James Suarez classes as well, and and I think that that you know it's so important to always you know stay on top of of the new stuff. And and then I think the other interesting thing for for our business, and we can talk more about what we're doing as a as a team, is is that obviously they're they're Silicon Beach, and so there's a lot of that's their brand, Keller Williams Silicon Beach, and they're based right down there in the marina. And they're sort of looking to become very relevant to that kind of newer, millennial, younger kind of crowd. And they're they're positioned right there between Venice and then Playa Vista where there's the whole, you know, project runway and everything like that. So when you see the deal flow that's coming through the office and you see the kind of clients that that you're looking to interface with, is there there like a consistent theme? Is Is it like, you know, would you say that there is a certain type of demographic of client base in the area or what's your what's your thoughts on that
1: i think that definitely west los angeles is it's a hip it's very trendy area we're seeing a big influx of you know new families young families young professionals that are fresh out of school um that are looking to kind of get settled in the west la area and just be a part of this culture and be a part of this ever-growing community that is just so fun to be in and so i definitely see um there's repeating demographics for sure. Um, I've dealt with, you know, clients of all types, um, older, younger, but there's definitely this overall sense of, you know, this young community that's thriving and they all want to be a part of this hip new cool scene all in the west side. You know, we have Abbot Kinney, we have Venice, we have Santa Monica, all these cool places that are just, they're just getting populated like crazy. Every day, everyone wants to move out here. So, in terms of real estate business, it's you know tremendous amount of opportunity.
0: And then, as you know, like um, <clears throat> they call it Keller Williams Silicon Beach, and, and and the reason that that Silicon Beach has become a, a kind of moniker in the area is that a lot of tech companies have moved in, and this is a huge part of uh, our economy now. And 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 there's you know there's the Google office in Venice, and there's a Facebook office in Playa Vista. And what's really interesting to me is that you know there's a there's a huge influx of people that are earning you know great money and and yet the millennial younger buyer is not necessarily kind of the traditional buyer in that sense you know that they, they want to have um a very kind of turnkey kind of real estate where they just want to have everything at their doorstep and fully amenitized and so in a funny way, it's it's like there's a lot of activity and there's a lot of people with cash moving into the area, but there's also not necessarily the same level of traditional home buying activity, right? It's more like it's more like condos are coming back in vogue. Like if you want to be in the Playa Vista area, you could get into a community where everything is on your doorstep and the HOAs are high, but all the same, you're right there, you're plugged in. But also, I think that um, the apartment. Leasing business is thriving, obviously, um, because that's the type of folk that, that that want to live in a community. They're not ready to buy yet. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're earning good money, but they're not like fully qualified for the loan, and it's going to be their first home purchase. So they just moved to LA from another city to work for one of these big companies, and and frankly, what they're looking to do is rent. And so, so as you and I know for all too well, you know that we're, we're involved in a lot of leasing. But maybe you could touch on how the leasing market is um, a big part of the West Side as well.
1: Yeah, so I think you just hit the nail on the head. In terms of people purchasing in on the West Side in that demographic, I think this younger generation, it's a leasing generation. They come in and they're willing to spend what you would spend on a home mortgage to live in these kind of turnkey amazing apartment complexes with all these amenities that you spoke of. And I don't think that they necessarily know how easy it can be to get qualified and to speak to lenders and we have great lenders that can you know communicate with these young people who have this cash flow and get them a tangible piece of real estate to invest in but i yeah i think you're just hitting the nail on the head everyone's coming in they're thinking oh it's temporary i'm here for business i'm here for a year or two and the leasing market is just thriving that's for sure
0: absolutely and so so that that brings us neatly on to like what 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 my model is and my business is which is that I run a um, a company that that's that's to use a kind of stupid word it's, it's sort of bifurcated in the sense that we have one side which is Luke Jones RE which is more focused on investment sales and then the other side Home Rentals LA which is more focused on the leasing and what what we're really doing is is we're servicing the landlords you know to go find them you know great qualified tenants and then, and then in the event that they want to buy and sell, obviously we can help them through our investment advisory division as well. But I think what's really interesting with, with this type of younger folk that are moving into this market is that, is that they expect really turnkey properties, really you know, well-managed, beautiful, well-amenitized. And so for anyone out there that's looking to, to invest in real estate and to buy some income property, you have to be aware that, that, that people are very picky. About where they want to live, and the pricing in the neighbourhood is so high. I mean, you know, it's 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 for a two bedroom place you could be paying thirty five, four thousand dollars on the west side, but and that's very exciting, and and the, you know, landlords get very excited at the possibility of getting those rents. But what they don't realise is that for that they're expecting. Brand new units or brand new appliances. They want the dog run. They want the bike storage. They want the extra storage. They want the two cars side by side parking. They want the the, the air, air conditioning. They want the I mean goodness the wine fridge. I mean they want everything That's for right. that, right? So 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 what we're seeing in this neighborhood right now is you know a lot of opportunity for people looking to invest in real estate, but also very thin margins because when they buy these deals, they have to spend a lot of money to get these units. In a position where they can get those rents, and so anyway, I think we've sort of got off, gone off on on a bit of a tangent. But but we have a property right now that we've been marketing together, you and I, which is kind of right fits into that portfolio, right? The one in Washington, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a really gorgeous, brand new building. They just they just um, finished the construction at the end of last year, and they've got five units, four of which are you know in the two two and a half thousand square foot range, and then they've got this enormous penthouse and brooks you've been uh, you've been great at getting a couple of those units leased and 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 in fact we just leased out the penthouse so why don't you tell us about like that experience of finding finding that tenant and and tell us a little bit we won't go into details about who he is for privacy reasons but he's kind of like your classic like west side entrepreneurial kind of tech guy right so tell us a little bit about how how that came to be and 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 the profile of that that renter
1: absolutely yeah so again it's A beautiful, again, residential space, awesome penthouse. And the people that were coming to inspect it and that were coming to check it out were predominantly looking to run startups out of it. So we're seeing, again, with this whole Silicon Beach kind of techie area that these startups are targeting residential areas, and they're coming into these nice apartment complexes and renting out penthouses and making it kind of the center to run their business. So this gentleman who ended up leasing the penthouse from us He, um, he's running a startup. He moved out from, um, I believe Texas area and he just fell in love with the place. He came in and he just said he was originally going to look at a smaller unit in the building. And as soon as he saw the penthouse, he was like, oh yeah, let's just go take a look at it. He couldn't get his mind off of it. He was like, this is the one, this is where we're going to run our business because of the image that it portrays. So they're going to be marketing. They're going to be filming their videos. They're going to be doing their Instagram and all of their, um, basically all of their marketing stuff will be done out of their own residence which is really cool so it kind of brings it in full circle and he is exactly what you said he's you know young entrepreneurial man coming to live in this trendy area on the west side and he just hit a home run by finding his you know work and live space right here in west la
0: yeah, so it kind of perfectly fits the profile and, and but of course this is a very diverse city and there's there's many other types of, of tenants out there and, and my goodness, you know, I have experience of, of you know buying buildings for clients and then leasing them up with, with very different types of tenants. And and in fact one of those one of those properties that we that we've been working on is is a is a sort of very beautiful, charming nineteen twenties Spanish style property in the West Adams neighborhood in the middle of town which for those folk of you out there who don't know about West Adams, West Adams is, is an area that's to the east of La Brea and kind of west of East of Crenshaw, I guess, and then west of Western and south of the 10. And it's very, very popular right now because it's, it's serviced by the exposition line. And it's kind of right bang in the middle of everything. So you get a lot of folk that work on the west side that want to live in the middle of town or vice versa. And then you get a lot of folk who are you know, in the downtown area and so so this part of town, West Adams, is kind of very centrally located. And what's really interesting about that is that it's become extremely popular for younger hip tenants as well, where they can get in at a lower price point. So maybe the West Side is very frothy pricing, like crazy rents, but in West Adams and areas like that you can still rent a really big, sort of old-fashioned Hollywood style Apartment um, that might be a, a mere fraction of the price, like fifty percent of the price. So, so that's an interesting area as well. So we we've touched on a lot. I don't want to go into to too many other things because we we want to keep these podcasts nice and brief. But I think what we've touched on is is that this market is very dynamic. It's very booming um, right now. We're in the midst of you know a real upcycle. And uh, and and word of caution, or a word to the wise out there, that that we always know that things do go in cycles and so we've got to be aware of the fact that that you know it doesn't last forever but but any market is always an opportunity so whether this market corrects itself and we saw just the other day the stock market went crazy and then now it's rebounded and so it's kind of interesting times but i think the fundamentals of real estate in this mega city of los angeles is still very very strong you just have to be Word to the wise, you have to be very, very conscious of and cautious of not over leveraging. If you're an investor looking to buy apartments, you also have to be very aware of the fact that the that, that tenants now, you know, they're very, they're very fanciful, and they want the best quality. So you need to be able to spend good money on making sure your buildings are in great shape. But then once you get these tenants in, the good news is that because they're younger, They're going to get on that housing ladder and buy something sooner, so they'll move out quicker, which means that potentially you could then release the unit at a higher price. Or they may just take off and go somewhere else because a lot of these younger people, they're in town for a couple of years and then they take off, right? So all that said, I think that this is a great time to be in real estate. I'm super excited to have you on my team. I think you're very bright. You're very affable. You're very um, willing to learn. You got a great attitude, and uh, and so long may it continue. This uh, this relationship that we have. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today, Brooks. Absolutely. Thank
1: you for having me, Luke.
0: And uh, and next time we will get into something else. And and our podcasts are always going to be uh, striving to provide real value to you listeners out there. And what I want to do is touch on you know, real experts from the field. So today we sat down with a new agent who is definitely an expert, but then in in subsequent podcasts, we'll be talking to lenders, inspectors, um, title reps, uh, termite guys, anyone who you need in your real estate business who you can count on on as an expert. So uh, anyway, that's enough from me. And once again, thanks Brooks and have a great day. And thank you for listening to LJRE Podcast podcast with the real estate experts.